0: Welcome back to Optimistically Salty. My name is Tracy. And today we're going to talk a little bit about shame and hopefully letting it go by bringing it to light. Enjoy. Okay, so I... Recently asked one of my jiu-jitsu training partners if I could do a ride-along. He works for the sheriff's department and that is in the process of getting set up. But he said, yeah, I just need to take a picture of your photo ID. We have to run a background check on you, make sure you're not a felon. And then we can schedule the ride-along. I was like, okay. And as he's taking pictures of my ID, all I can think about is the shame I feel about something that happened 15 years ago. And the tugging feeling that I'm going to have to say what happened 15 years ago. So I'm not a felon, at least not as far as I know. But I did find myself in a very controlling relationship when I was in my teens the massive amount of reading that I have done in the past five years has really helped me to process a lot of that relationship and understand the dynamics of what was going on but there is one little part of the relationship the ending that I have shoved down as far as I could shove down and I felt so much shame about that I just Didn't even ever mention it. I was reading a lot of Brene Brown. And she talks a lot about if there's something you're feeling ashamed about, you should talk about it. Because shame doesn't survive in the light. So today's podcast is a little bit about that. (laughs) So the end of our relationship, as with many ends of relationships, was not as graceful as it could have been. There was a lot of immaturity on my part and a lack of generally understanding relationships, I would say, on my part. Um, I was a little bit younger than him, but I felt like we had kind of an arrangement, like I worked and supported him while he was finishing his college degree and then he was supposed to get this job and start working to support me so I could be in school full-time and not just a part-time student and the we were going to get married you know um, that was the plan and once he finished his college degree the plan became a little bit more like I need to find somebody who my father thinks is more appropriate for me. That was the end of our relationship. I am not as clear about the ins and outs of our relationship throughout the whole time, but I know that we definitely struggled for control in our relationship, and there was a lot of manipulation and a lot of hurt and to be as respectful as I can of him I won't ever divulge his name or specifics of our relationship I just know that if I could go back in time I'm sure with this knowledge it would be a very different relationship but I did the best I could in the time I was there and I believe he did the best he could as well. So the end of our relationship, we break up, we have a big fight, he leaves the apartment. 15 minutes later, I remember him leaving and sitting down on the couch and taking a deep breath and kind of thinking, okay. So what do I do next? I was upset when he left, but had calmed down, had kind of started that numb, moving on thing that you start to do, and I get a knock at the door, and I go and I open the door, and it's police officers, followed by an ambulance. Hi, ma'am. We got a phone call that you're here, that you're very upset. There's a gun in the apartment. We need to take you from the apartment to the hospital for an evaluation. I tell them, no, I was upset. I'm fine. I mean, we broke up. It kind of sucks, but it's fine. No, ma'am, we have to take you for an evaluation. So I'm loaded into the back of an ambulance. I'm taken to the hospital. And while I'm at the hospital, he and his parents go into the apartment and clean out the apartment. <clears throat> this was on a Super Bowl Sunday, so it's always like super Super Bowl Sunday's like a trigger, apparently. <laughs> I'm not into football anyways, but I'm aware of it. Every year. Hey, remember that year we had a phone call from the hospital that we needed to come pick you up that you were gonna kill yourself? From my parents? Is the like background track in my mind. Even though it's not the whole story, it's like the reel at the bottom of the screen that runs by in my mind. So his family shows up, they're clearing out the apartment. My parents show up at the apartment first and see his family. I don't know what that interaction was like. I don't know if they talked to each other. I don't know if they just said, Tracy's at the hospital, you can pick her up there. Honestly, I just, I don't know. Later, After all of this had come to pass, my ex-boyfriend told me that he was very upset to see my parents because the look on my dad's face was nothing but shame. That he really wanted my dad to have some other reaction, but all he saw was shame. I don't know if you get to make emotional requests when you have just sent somebody's daughter to the hospital for a psych evaluation, but I remember him telling me that. So my parents show up at the hospital. I'm released. I was not held for any kind of evaluation. They pretty much heard what was going on, and they released me. And I got back home to an empty apartment, and I got a phone call the next morning from a police officer saying, are you going to work today? And I said, no, I'll be there tomorrow. And he said, okay, I'll see you tomorrow then. And I show up to work the next day and I am being served with a restraining order, which is pretty much it. This shameful secret has kept me tied to my past for way too long. I found it embarrassing. And that loss of control that you feel when somebody can do that to you. I'm not sure if I've ever fully experienced that again in my life. To have someone take your control away is horrible. So... He gets his restraining order. I start growing. I start journaling. I start working out. I start eating better. I dive into my work and I'm super dedicated. And about a month later, which by the way, I had an idea in my mind at one point of writing a book called... Every relationship should end with a restraining order because that peace that I felt with you're just not allowed to talk to him again actually ended up being a really great gift. About a month later, he started texting and calling me because he wanted to get back together. And I said, well, guess what? <laughs> you put a restraining order against me and I can get in trouble for you contacting me. So that's not okay. He informed me that it was his father's decision to put the restraining order against me and that he would have it dismissed. And he did. He had it dismissed. Which, according to him, also upset his father when it arrived in the mail that he had had it dismissed. It gets a little weird here because this is the part in my life where... I manipulated the situation. I didn't want a restraining order against me. There was no way I was going to be able to trust this human being again. So restraining order is dismissed, but we never really got back together because I don't think you can go back from that and expect much. There's not really a lot of trust there. So for a really long time, I worried about others judging this history. I worried about what they would think of me as a person based on this. I thought that this one thing that had happened to me in my life would color who I was for the rest of my life and it would change the way that others saw me. And perhaps it's age, perhaps it's all of the books that I've read, I finally realized that I have to forgive them all. I have to shine a little light on this situation and let go of the shame attached to it. I'm a little bit sad at how our society tries to control other people with paperwork (laughs) when there are actually legitimate cases of someone who is being abused and who needs a restraining order and who has to actually go to these extremes. I'm trying to keep moving forward in my life, and I felt like this was just something in my past that kept me tethered from being able to just grow. I'm silently thinking for a moment. I apologize. (laughs) It's embarrassing to share... It's embarrassing because I feel more embarrassment about the, it's more fear. Like, it's fear that I will be judged. And at the same time, it's acceptance that if you know me, then I shouldn't have to feel fear of judgment. And if you are interested in spending your time judging me, then we're probably not terribly close anyways. (laughs) I'm pretty sure everyone has something in their life that is like this, that keeps them tied. It's a judgment thing. It's a fear thing. It's uh, caught up in the wrong things in life. And we just want to bury them instead of bringing them to light. It's easier to be like a silent victim controlled by something that happened in our past than it is to let go, forgive. So, in theory, I should be going on my ride along this week. Let's find out if a restraining order will prevent that from happening or not. And or if I will get to have a conversation with my teammate about the restraining order or not. But either way, I am taking away the power that this shame has had over me by publicly sharing my experience. There have been a lot of little things that have happened in my life that have given me a moment of pause and a thought about how this would affect my life later on and one of them has been trying to advocate for women in a way that they can handle themselves and how they can approach relationships differently and not lose themselves in a relationship but That's such a small part of my life that it's hard to give it too much power anymore. So I guess this is me letting you go. Letting go of the shame, letting go of the idea that I can control what other people think about me. letting go of the daydream that I can rewrite history in some way and omit the ugly parts. And this is me offering forgiveness to myself first because maybe I need a little of that. And to everyone else involved because they did the best they could. So I'm going to close out today's podcast with a quote from Brené Brown. This is from her book, Daring Greatly. Because true belonging only happens when we present our authentic, imperfect selves to the world. Our sense of belonging can never be greater than our level of self-acceptance. Here's to self-acceptance.